0: You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at LifeChurchUK.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Filled with laughter is the tale of my devotion. You know the Bible says that laughter does good like a medicine. It's good for us to have some good laughing. Oh, last week or so, or just recently, my son uh, Joshua, I think, or Zachary, one of the ten, two said something, and I could not stop laughing. I I used to have that maybe more in the past than not recently. But I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh, it was painful. I was laughing and laughing. And it is so good for us to have laughter. And I want to help you today because you may not know this, but this is a grace of the Holy Spirit. I grew up with it. My mother, no matter what sorrows we went through in our household and mine, we had plenty of them. We had plenty of them with a big family of eight children—four boys, four girls. There was always some drama going on, and I always had some accident. And seriously, I always had accidents when I was young. I would fall, I'd cut myself, I'd have some of these things. Also because I was just a bit wild, but. Uh, my mama she would pray and oh i will so love it with all my heart that she would start laughing and laughing you know and sometimes i think about it that she's only here for a short more time with us on earth because she's 95 she'll be 96 this uh, coming month in june so This month it is, my goodness, time flies that, you know, and I'll miss her when it's her time to go. But I know I'll see her on the other side and I'll know no matter what she looks like in heaven, I'll recognize her because I know her laugh. Oh, what a joyful laugh my mother always had through the years. And I think that was part of what the Lord gave her to sustain her, to maintain her through the trying years of life and the testing times that come along with being in this world. And Jesus often talked about joy. He said, you know, I I love you with the love with which the Father loves me. Come and abide in the Father's love with me and my joy will be in you and your joy will be full. You know, and Jesus lived in this Joy, or as David would say in Psalm 16, verse 11, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And and I want to read you here from Psalm 126. But just before I do that, I really believe we need more laughter today for the right reasons. I know entertainment today, sadly, much of it has so much vulgarity in it or language that isn't appropriate, and thereby people are trained to find that funny and to laugh about it, and I understand it, and I don't mean to be uh, unkind about that, but that is not always the best for our soul, that that is our amusement, because see, what you laugh about is what your innermost being begins to inhabit or enjoy. And I think that most important, my dear friends, the heavenly father would love for you and me to know the joy that he wants to give you in his presence and that he wants to fill you with laughter because of what he brings into your life by how he sees you through and where you can walk down life's journey's path and be laughing and people say, why are you laughing? I just can't stop rejoicing in how good God's been to me and what He's done for me after all I've come through, what He's done for me. Blessed be His holy name. And that is what this Psalm 126 is describing. You see, Psalm 126 was describing a people that were restored by God after much trial and tribulation and whom he, the Lord himself, filled their mouth with laughter. Now, believe God that he's gonna fill your mouth with laughter and with singing. Look what it says, Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. It didn't seem real, it's like a dream. It's like, is this really happening? Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy." He who continuously goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And you could see that he's using the metaphor of sowing and reaping. The man who's so hungry, because he doesn't have enough flour to make food, is taking this precious seed from which he would make the flour and sows it into the ground in faith that he will reap a reward. And he takes what he needs for his sustenance and sows it in faith. And he comes again with sheaves. I was preaching a long time ago in Hereford, here in Britain, in a barn of a precious man of God who's in heaven now, a farmer there. Oh, his name is so near to me, but it won't come to me right now. And and he had put all the cows on one side of the barn, cleaned it out for us, and we were having meetings here, which sometimes was interesting because of the noises the cows were making. But anyway, we had revival there. And he took me on an afternoon outside, and you could see something that looks like grass sticking out of the ground by about two, three inches, right? And He said, Pastor, I want you to see what the Lord has done for me. And he pulled up one of those pieces of grass and you could see the seed that had died and busted open out of which the stem came. And he went with his fingernails through the stem and he found the head inside that little bit, it looked like grass stem and he opened it up and he counted these minuscule little seeds and there were 75 little seeds coming out of one seed. And he said, look at that. There's one seed, the Lord's given me a 75-fold increase. You see, all of us go through times in life that are painful. I know Virginia and I, we've been going through some most painful times in our life over the last six months, seven months. More painful than any time we've ever had in our lives. And friends, what do you do when you're in a time of weeping? You see, you could sit back in the room and just become bitter, angry, resentful. Sleep, lose sleeping pills, use painkillers, drink alcohol, and whatever you want to do. But those actions only prolong the sorrows and often make things worse. And I want to encourage you, when you're in a time of weeping, keep sowing good seeds, get up every morning, read your Bible, worship God, love the family you have around you, the friends, the workmate, the church, and keep sowing good seeds. Keep loving, keep helping, keep blessing, keep doing what's right in God's sight. Keep your faith on the forefront of your emotions though your emotions may feel like they're failing and you feel like you're you're falling to pieces and you can't bear it and you say, no, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be upon my lips. The humble shall hear of it and be glad to magnify the Lord with me. For this poor man cried out to the Lord and the Lord delivered him out of all of his fears. So taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 34, many are the afflictions, afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Read that in that phenomenal Psalm of David 34. Friends, keep sowing good seeds in the time of enduring, persevering, of believing when nothing seems possible and everything seems hopeless. Many months ago, when Virginia was so terribly ill, Oh, she was so ill. Her whole body was horrifically swollen. She was in screaming pain. It was, it was hard. And it's not the only thing that's been tough over the last six, seven months, but that was one of the big ones. And she looked at me and she said, Honey, do you think I'm going to go to the Lord now? I looked at her and I said, No, I don't believe you will. And folks, I honestly spoke that in faith. And I honestly just had to say, Father, I believe she will live and not die. I believe she will live and not die. I believe, I believe she will live. You see that's sowing a seed, a seed of faith, a seed of hope, a seed of love, a seed of comfort, a seed of encouragement, a seed of forgiveness, a seed of mercy, a seed, sow seeds Honor the Lord with your tithes and offerings. Honor the Lord with generous gifts to people need. Keep blessing the Lord with all your soul. One of David's phenomenal psalms, and I know I call them all phenomenal, but then they are, aren't they? Psalm 42. He says there in Psalm 42, and you know this because we sing it. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs have... You know that song. Well, that comes from this psalm. He says here in Psalm 42, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they continuously say to me, where's your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me for I used to go with the multitudes and I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the pilgrimage feast. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me hoping God for I shall yet praise him for my help comes from him or for the help of his countenance. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night. His song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. But I want you to see what he says in verse 3. My tears have been my food. I find weeping, especially when you are in that place with God, one of the best emotions in times of sorrow and trial. And I know you may say, well, I can't weep. I had that when Gabrielle in 1998 passed away after the funeral, even though God really touched me in a phenomenal way in the funeral service, I just couldn't weep, couldn't weep. And I really was concerned in my heart in some way. And I said to Virginia, darling, is there something you think wrong with me that I can't weep? And she said, no, I'm sure the Lord just needs you to be strong for me and for Josh and Zach, don't worry, honey, don't worry. He, he just keep loving him. And then he came to me and met me and, and warmed me with his great love and comforted me. And, and I wept my heart out. I wept my heart out. Look at Psalm 56, okay? I, you may say, I thought we were talking about laughter past, but you're talking about weeping. Yeah, you'll see here. You'll see why this is important. Psalm 56, verse 1. Be merciful to me, O God, for men would swallow me up, fighting all day to oppress me. Verse 3. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will trust his word. In God, I will put my trust. I will not fear what can man do to me. Verse 8. You've numbered my wanderings. Listen, put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book when I cry out to you? When my enemies will turn back, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me and God I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? You see, he said, you've put my tears in your bottles. He said, in your bottle. Are they not in your book when I cry to you? You see, we forget sometimes that that surrendering heart that's sowing the seeds of tears to God is stored up by Him. It brings a measure that eventually fills up to the point where it busts loose over our life with such a deep outpour of God's mercy and grace. And where the Lord says, I've seen your tears, I've heard your cry. That's what he said to Hezekiah. And we read about Hezekiah that the prophet Isaiah went to him, I think it's in uh, chapter 36 of Isaiah, and said to him, set your house in order for you will die and not live. You know, it could be set your house in order because your marriage is not going to live. Set your house in order because of this or because of your business or because of that. And that's what the word of the Lord was, set your house in order because this is the end. And then he turned his face to the wall, Hezekiah, and he wept. He wept and cried, but he gave it to God. That's my point, my friends. Give your tears to God. Don't give them to anybody else. Give them to God. And he cried and wept and gave his tears to God, Hezekiah. And before Isaiah could get out of the palace courts, the Lord spoke to him and said, return and tell my servant I've heard his cry and seen his tears. And I have changed, changed what's happening. You see, I believe that if we sow in tears, there's a harvest of joy that is for certain. That is for certain, as it said there in Psalm 126. That is for certain. And I will close with Psalm 30, which again is one of my favorite psalms. It only has 12 little verses, but it is such an important psalm. And you can learn so much from this psalm. And the whole psalm would be phenomenal to read, but I'll just read with you verse 11 and 12. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. My glory, my living being will sing praise to you and not be silent. You see, I believe that there is a laughing that belongs to the Lord. We can laugh at something that happens or a comedian or whatever, and you give your laughter to His entertainment. And I'm not thinking that that's all wrong. I do think some of it is not helpful because of the metaphors used and the language used is not good for our hearts, but that's a different subject. But laughter does good like a medicine. I believe that there is laughter the Holy Spirit wants you and me to enter in upon. I remember many, many years ago that there was something called the Toronto blessing. And I had heard about it and heard about it and heard about it. It's quite a few years ago now. And I thought, I don't want to go through life. That there was a Toronto blessing and I could have gone to see it and I didn't go when it's only a couple of hours flying to get to Toronto from London. So I got myself a ticket, I flew to Toronto. I went to that church. I sat there somewhere in the congregation and somebody got, they did some singing that's common to all of our churches. And then somebody got up and preached a bit. And it was good. It really was good. It was nice. And then what they did is have everybody stand around. And then people would come, people that were part of the congregation would come and lay hands on you. And they specifically, or at least in my case, wanted you to fall down. And I don't always need to fall down to get blessed. But I don't have a problem with falling down. But I don't think that falling is naturally necessarily a sign, but it's, it's, it's fine. I've had it happen in life, but I don't need to have it happen. But, but it's good if it does. So they prayed and they kind of pushed me. So I laid down. The carpet was nice and soft. So what's the big deal? So, you know, so many times we make a fuss and I can have been like that too. Okay. So I just laid down. And I'm laying there and I'm going, oh Lord, oh Lord, I've come here to receive from you. Oh Lord, I've come here to receive from you. Oh Lord, I've come here. I'd have to admit to you, I honestly didn't feel a thing. And I just kept saying, oh Lord, I'm here to receive from you. Oh Lord, I open my heart. Oh Lord, whatever you have, I trust you to bless me with, oh Lord, I thank you. And I just kept laying there praying like that and praying like that and then after a while, People were getting up. I thought, okay, I'll get up. I went to a hotel and I flew back the next day. You know, and I got home and Virginia said, how was it? I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I love to see all these precious people on an off night in church. And, you know, I know The singing was like like we have is good and, and, and the preaching was good. And, and they prayed for me and yeah, yeah, okay. Right, Like, I don't know what to say. So, we had church here. I can't remember, on the Tuesday night, Wednesday night, so I come to church. We have our singing, and I get up to preach. And when I get up to... <laughs> When I got up to preach... <laughs> just... well, when I got up to preach, people started laughing and laughing and laughing. And I'm thinking, hello, what's going on? And I mean people getting up and falling on the floor and kicking their legs up and and giggling and laughing. And I did get blessed, but I just didn't realize I done uh, I got blessed. I got the Toronto blessing as they call it. Oh, we for weeks we just I couldn't just get up to preach without people starting to laugh. And I tell you, there's so much joy in the Lord and he wants to fill your mouth with laughter and your tongue with singing and you may not realize that it is happening but believe today that your loving Heavenly Father is going to fill your heart with joy. Amen. Have a good day.